Welcome to today's episode, how to nutritionally manage seasonal and all year round allergies. Just mentioning the word pollen can make noses run and back of the throats itchy. If you suffer from seasonal or constant allergies, also known as allergic rhinitis or hay fever, then you're in the right place. In today's episode, I'll be giving you all of the tasty nutritional facts on how to manage these allergies. We'll discuss the what, why, and how, as well as the things you can do to support your immune system. I think it's also worth mentioning the triggers or things that can exacerbate allergic symptoms and reactions, just in case there's anything you can do to reduce or avoid exposure. It's time to dive into the world of allergy management in need to know nutrition. This podcast is for educational purposes only. Please seek further support from your clinical nutritionist or healthcare professional. Welcome to Need to Know Nutrition with me, clinical nutritionist Belinda Martinella. If you're passionate about your health, have a craving for reliable information, or just want to hear some really awesome food facts, then I'm glad you're here. Each week, I'll discuss a new and interesting health topic packed full of delicious nutritional facts. Let me sift through all of the health and dietary jargon so you don't have to. It's time to get all the info you need to put your health first. Allergic rhinitis, which is commonly referred to as hay fever, is the most common allergic disorder in Australia and New Zealand. The true cause of symptoms associated with hay fever are wind, pollinated trees, grasses and weeds. Allergic rhinitis can also be triggered by mould, animal dander. Now, animal dander are tiny particles of skin that have been shed from animals with fur or feather, dust and other similar inhaled allergens. This reaction is a local IgE allergic condition. Now, side note, IgE is an immunoglobulin. This is a type of antibody that is produced by the immune system. If you have an allergy, your immune system overreacts and produces this immunoglobulin, IgE. The symptoms and signs of allergic rhinitis or hay fever include sneezing, itchy nose, sniffling or upward rubbing of the nose, clear mucus or snot, nasal obstruction or nasal congestion. Now this could manifest as nasal-like speech, mouth breathing or snoring, an itchy throat and the frequent need to clear the throat, watery and itchy eyes. Now there are two types of allergic rhinitis. The first one is seasonal. This means that a certain season, so for example spring, can cause an allergic reaction. Pollens that cause hay fever in the spring usually come from trees such as oak, elm, maple, juniper, olive, and pine. In early summer, it comes from grasses like bluegrass, timothy redtop, and orchard grasses. In late summer, from ragweed. Grasses tend to pollinate for much longer. There are also specific autumn weeds to consider like pelletry weed, parthenium weed, and Patterson's curse. Occasionally, seasonal allergies are caused by mold spores, but more commonly from the previously mentioned trees, grasses and weeds. Now the second type is perineal allergic rhinitis. Now this is a year-round allergy. The symptoms are similar to that of seasonal allergic rhinitis but can vary in severity and are quite unpredictable throughout the year. Common triggers for this type of allergic rhinitis are dust mites, feathers, animal dander or molds. Interestingly, 
Allergic rhinitis and asthma can often coexist, as well as atopic dermatitis, or eczema. Whether you suffer from seasonal or all-year-round allergies, try the following recommendations to reduce your symptoms. Let's start with the diet and the things that we could include. The general rule is to have a diet that's highly nutritious, yet easy to digest to ensure that there's no extra strain on the digestive system. The main thing is to support the body in fighting infection and inflammation. Mucus-forming foods should be avoided. So this could be things like milk, cheese, yogurt, ice cream, butter, red meats and eggs, as well as any dietary triggers or things that don't agree with you. A focus on immune-boosting foods, fresh fruits and vegetables, protein sources, as well as nuts, seeds and culinary herbs, and anti-inflammatory foods will help reduce symptoms of inflammation, swelling and pain. It's recommended to increase your intake of fresh fruits and vegetables, onions and omega-3 fatty acids, which are things like oily fish, walnuts, flax seeds and chia seeds, and decreasing the intake of omega-6, poultry, wheat, soy, corn, meat, eggs and sunflower oils. Also trans fatty acids, so that's all packaged, processed and refined foods. Hydration is vital to reduce inflammation and drain any mucus. So water is obviously number one, but other fluids can include fresh juices, broths, soups, and herbal teas. If you find that dairy is aggravating or exacerbating your symptoms, it might be beneficial to try a few other things. How about sheep's milk or yogurt, goat's milk or yogurt, as well as dairy replacement milk, such as almond, oat, coconut, or hazelnut. It's time to discuss some specific nutrients. As you're well aware, since listening to all of my previous podcasts, there are many nutrients which can assist the body. I've decided to go with four of the highest indicated nutrients when it comes to allergies. Let's kick it off with zinc. Now, this mineral has potent antiviral properties and has been found to suppress inflammation in the respiratory tract. Because of the favorable effect of zinc on the resolution of symptoms from a common cold, it might also play a key role in decreasing the symptoms associated with allergic rhinitis, as they can often be similar. Zinc deficiency has been associated with a decreased number of T cells and natural killer cells, which typically protect the body against infection. Those deficient in zinc are more susceptible to pathogens and will struggle to recover from illness. So make sure you include the following zinc-rich foods in your diet. Oysters, seafood, lean red meats, cashew nuts, quinoa, tahini, peas, red rice, green beans, lentils, and poultry. Next up is quercetin. Quercetin is a potent antioxidant. So a compound that inhibits oxidation, which is a chemical reaction in the body. This can produce free radicals and free radicals damage cells. So it's a potent antioxidant that decreases inflammation and stabilizes cells. Quercetin may inhibit histamine release. So histamine is a compound that's involved in inflammatory response when it comes to allergic rhinitis. Foods that are rich in quercetin include onions, apples, grapes, berries, broccoli, citrus fruits, cherries, and green tea. Next up, we have NAC or N-acetylcysteine. NAC is a supplement form of the amino acid cysteine. NAC is used by the body to build antioxidants and is also highly indicated for chronic respiratory conditions, fertility, and brain health. 
It's praised for its ability to relieve allergies as it can reduce and decrease the viscosity, so the thickness or the stickiness of mucus. It can also help decrease inflammation and aids in detoxification by assisting the liver and the kidneys. Foods to include in your diet are beans, lentils, spinach, bananas, salmon, tuna, and sunflower seeds. Okay, the next one is the proteolytic enzyme, bromelain. Now, this enzyme in particular is from the humble pineapple. Bromelain may decrease nasal inflammation, improve breathing, and act as an anti-inflammatory agent. In a double-blinded study, uh, so this means that the participants and the experimenters were both unaware of who was receiving a particular treatment, they used double-blinded to prevent bias in research results. So in this study, bromelain taken in therapeutic doses showed significant benefits in the treatment of sinusitis. So this is when the sinus cavities become congested and allergic rhinitis. Bromelain and quercetin have also been shown to work synergistically when it comes to reducing allergy symptoms. So as I mentioned earlier, bromelain is found in pineapples. Okay, dietary exclusions. The reduction or elimination of common food allergens is highly encouraged to support immunity and decrease inflammation. So these can include things like dairy products, wheat, eggs, peanuts, and shellfish. I also mentioned earlier about mucus-forming foods, so it's also recommended to reduce or eliminate these from your diet also. Another group of foods I'd really like to bring your attention to are what we call histamine foods. This particular group of foods can exacerbate hay fever and allergy symptoms. Now, I mentioned histamine a little earlier, so let me just dive into it. So histamine is a chemical released by the body as part of an allergic reaction. Its main function is to get allergens, or the things that are triggering these allergies, out of your body or off your skin. Histamine can cause swelling, rashes, itchiness, sneezing, sickness, diarrhea, stomach pains, respiratory issues, well, you get the idea. So there are foods high in histamine, and some people can consume these foods and never have an issue, while some people can consume them and might break out in a rash or hives or the skin might go a little blotchy. Now, alcohol is a great example. Although alcohol is not a food, all beer, wine and liquor contain histamine and can set off allergy symptoms. Do you have a friend who turns a little blotchy red after a wine or a beer? Or is it you? This may be a histamine reaction. So foods that are high in histamine are generally aged, fermented, canned or tinned foods such as cheeses, yogurt, kefir, kombucha, sauerkraut, cured or fermented meats, so like sausages, salami, ham, bacon. Because histamine foods can set off allergy symptoms, it's recommended to avoid these if you suffer from hay fever or allergies. Lifestyle recommendations. For year-round allergies, try to eliminate dust mites, use air filtering vacuum cleaners, and potentially install an air cleaner with a high quality air filter. It's also recommended to maintain humidity under 50%. For seasonal allergies, try to reduce the amount of time you spend outside and be sure to wash your hair and change your clothes after being outside to remove pollen. Also be wary of where you hang your clothes to dry outside. Make sure it's not hanging directly under an allergy-inducing tree or plant. It sounds simple, but this one catches people out all the time. If you're into gardening, try to choose plants that are pollinated by birds or insects rather than plants that release their seeds into the air. 
You can also wear wraparound sunglasses to stop pollen from getting into your eyes or use Vaseline around your nostrils to trap the pollen. I hope there are a few tips and tricks that you'll be adding to your allergy plan this season. Be sure to consume nutrient-dense, fresh, healthy foods and reduce your consumption of inflammatory and mucus-forming foods. Drink plenty of water. Incorporate zinc, quercetin, NAC and bromelain into your daily diet and try to avoid any dietary or environmental triggers. I am certainly a food-first kind of gal, but in some cases, it is recommended to have a therapeutic dose of particular nutrients to assist with seasonal allergies. If this is something you'd like a little more information about, be sure to book an appointment with me or contact your healthcare practitioner for specific doses. Let's all enjoy the beauty of spring. Take care until next episode. Thanks for joining me today and learning all the things you need to know about nutrition and your body. If you want to learn more about today's topic or have a question you'd like answered, please jump onto my website, thetravellingnutritionistaustralia.com and find the podcast tab. All the references are also available should you wish to dive a little deeper. Remember, it's not the things that you eat and do occasionally that matter. It's the things that you eat and do every day that really count. Until next time, always choose the good stuff because you and your health are worth it.